0: as we go. The title of my sermon is Strength in Weakness. Let us pray together. Lord, open our eyes to see wonderful things from your law. Lord, only you can open our eyes to see you. Lord, as we O oh, as we gaze upon your word, help us to pay attention to it and receive it as such. Lord, as I seek to serve your people, Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let me ask you this. Do you feel weak? Do you often feel like you are overwhelmed? Perhaps it is your job that is stressing you out. Perhaps you are weak in your parenting. Perhaps it is your marriage. Perhaps you are weak in a particular trial that you are currently facing. Perhaps it is a particular sin in your life that you wrestle with and you try to overcome. Listen, if, if that's the case, Judges 7 can be more timely this evening. This passage is here to remind us that God is our need and source of strength in moments when we feel incredibly weak. Two points to frame our time together is, one, our source of strength. Second, our posture for deliverance. Notice first, our source of strength. The writer of Judges begins by referring Gideon as Jerubbaal, which means that that is his Hebrew name. And the people who are with him rose early and encamped beside the spring of Herod. Commentators will say that Herod, H A R O D, derives from the verb Herod, H A R A D, which actually means to tremble or trembling. So we see that Jeruba'el and these people. The troops, the messengers that are assembled, that he assembled. Chapter 6, verse 35 throughout all Manasseh, Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali rose early and encamped beside the spring of trembling, indicating that they were scared, indicating that they were afraid, indicating that they were fearful, because this great army of the Midianites and the Amalekites are declared here in verse 12 to be excessive like locusts in abundance and their camels are as many as the sand on the seashore besides in chapter 6 verse 35 chapter 6 verse 5 declares that both they the Midianites and their camels could not be counted The Midianites, the oppressors that overcome, overpowered Israel. The invaders, the innumerable innumerable alliance that uh, devoured the produce of the Israelite land. Seeking to face off these troops that Gideon put together for battle. Gideon and his assembled troops, on the other hand, can be counted. They are... 32,000 in number. But notice what the Lord said in verse 2. Gideon, uh, Judges 7, verse 2. Notice what the Lord said there. The people with you are too many. I can imagine Gideon saying, "Uh, What do you mean, Lord? What do you mean the people with me are too many? Besides, Lord, for the record, just to clarify... I think you miscounted. The people with me are too less. But that's not what he said. Gideon, even though scared, Gideon, even though afraid and fearful, he still obeyed what the Lord told him. He went and proclaimed in the ear of the people. The Lord told me to tell you, Whoever is fearful and trembling, please return home and hurry away from Mount Gilead. And listen, people, it's about to get really messy up in this place. 22,000 troops returned home. 10,000 left. But the Lord said to Gideon again in verse 4, The people are still too many. At this point, I can imagine Gideon saying, no, Lord, I'm out of here. Peace out. (laughs) But that's not what he said. He continued to listen to the Lord and obey his command. The people are still too many. Take them down to the water, and I will test them for you there. And anyone of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you, shall go with you. And anyone of whom I say to you, this one shall not go, shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, Every, any, everyone who laughs the water with his tongue as a dog laughs, you shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink. And the number of those who lapped, putting their hands on, the, on their mouths, was 300 men. But all the rest of the people knelt down to drink water. And the Lord said to Gideon, With the 300 men who laughed, I will save you. And, the, and, and give the Midianites into your hand, and let all the others go, every man to his home. Verse 8. So the people took provisions in their their hands and their trumpets. And he sent all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, but retained the 300 men. And the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. I'm sure some of you here own a dog or have come close to a dog one way or another. And I trust that some of you here, or perhaps all of you, have seen a dog lap while drinking water. Dogs, during their time of lapping while drinking water, are always on high alert. They know and sense when someone is at the door before they knock or ring a bell. Here in our text, in Judges 7, those who knelt to drink water, the 9,700 are considered to be fearful as the rest of the 22,000 who returned home home earlier. But the 300 men who who laughed like a dog laughs, even though fearful, are considered to be on high alert and ready. Not because they were puffed up, but rather because they acknowledged that they were weak, and yet still trusted in the Lord. Notice how the hand of the Lord is at work in these verses. Verse 2, the Lord said to Gideon. Uh, Verse 4, the Lord said to Gideon. Uh, Verse 5, the Lord strikes again. Verse 7, the hand of Yahweh is once again featured. Uh, Verse 9, the Lord said to him, these verses are not even about selecting selecting the least fearful. Uh, These verses are not even about anyone's ability on how good or less they are in drinking water. Uh, This verses is about literally here in verse 2. Look at verse 2. The people with you are too many for me to give the medianites into their hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, my own hand has saved me. As God's people, this shows us the need for weakness. Church, we need weakness. We need weakness so that we can trust and depend on God and his ability And his doing. We need weakness so that we can not glory in ourselves, but glory in the Lord. Psalm 115 verse 1. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. We need weakness so that we won't boast in ourselves, but boast in the Lord. Uh, Jeremiah 9, 24. Let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love. Uh, We need weakness so that we can trust and depend on God as our ultimate source of strength. Verse 9. That same night, the Lord... Say to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hand. But if you are afraid to go, go down to the camp with Pura, your servant. Verse 11, And you shall hear what they say, and afterwards your hands shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. Gideon, scared. Pura, let's go. Gideon, afraid. Pura, huddle up. Gideon, even though fearful, yet still remains faithful to the Lord's imperative instru- instructions. He then grabs his wingman, Pura and goes down with him to the outpost of the armed man in the camp. Notice it's dark in the night. He's charged by God to walk in the camp. There are vast amount of people in the camp. Uh, The Midianites, uh, the Amalekites, plus their camels. Uh, Maybe some are just walking around. Uh, Maybe some are just Certainly asleep. No one knows who is who. It's not like Gideon walked, somewhat walked in the camp and said, and started introducing himself, saying, I'm Gideon and this is my wingman, Pora. Rather, Gideon walks in the camp and heard just like the Lord told him in verse 11. He heard a man tell a dream, and this is what it said in verse 13. Behold, I dreamed a dream, and behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down, so the tent lay flat. Friends, I've heard dreams before, but I've never heard one about a walking bread. This dream is such a unique dream. A a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp, came and struck the tent down, turned it upside down and flattened it. Very strange. I'm glad there is an interpretation for it in verse 14. Look at what verse 14 says. A comrade answered, this it's no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian, Midian and all the camp. Why this? Simply to strengthen Gideon and poorer his servant. God already promised to Gideon in, verse, in chapter 6, verse 16, that he will be with him and he shall strike the Midianites as one man. One man entered into the Midian camp and caused a panic, a panic that led them to slaughter each other into confusion. One man entered into the Midian camp and caused confusion, a confusion which led to a riot. Not one of Midian's not one of Gideon's 300 men ever perished in a battle. Saints, we can take heart this evening. Why? Because as the new covenant Israel, we also have one man. Uh, we also have one bread of life. And his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to rescue us, From all our sin and shame. Uh, He suffered for us. And he died for us. And on the third day he rose again from the dead for us. And he ascended into heaven. And he is seated at the right hand of majesty on high for us. And he is inviting you today afresh this evening to repent of your sins, and place your faith and trust in him alone. Christians, are you depressed? Look to Jesus and his cross and be strengthened. Uh, Are you stressed out? Look to Jesus and his cross and be strengthened. Do you feel overwhelmed? Look to Jesus and his cross and be strengthened. Are you facing trials of various kinds? Look to Jesus and his cross and be strengthened. Are you battling battling a particular sin in your life? There is hope for you because you can overcome it today by finding strength of gazing upon Jesus and his cross. Jesus Christ always stands ready to strengthen us by his spirit in any weak situation we may face in our lives if we look to him by faith. And he is the only source of our strength. Jesus alone, the only source of our strength. If you are here and you are not a Christian, we are so deeply thankful that you are here with us. This Jesus suffered and died And rose again from the grave, and he ascended back into heaven, and he is interceding for you. Jesus loves you, sinner. Friends, this this gospel is the best news ever. Good news of mighty deliverance. Second point, our posture for deliverance. Look at verse 15. When Gideon heard the telling of the dream, and in, in its interpretation, he worshipped. And he returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men into three companies and put trumpets into the hands of all of them and empty jars with torches inside the jars. And he said to them, look at me and do likewise. When I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then blow the trumpets also on every side of all the camp and shout for the Lord. And for Gideon. Friends, our posture for this such deliverance is to worship the Lord. Gideon worshiped the Lord for what he has done. He divided the 300 men into three companies, they all had trumpets, torches inside the jars. Notice it's still nighttime. Or else they wouldn't have torches. And Gideon told them. Do as I do when I blow the trumpet. I and all who are with me. Then blow the trumpets. Also on every side of all the camp. And shout for the Lord. And for Gideon. Listen. God has done far more abundantly. Than all we can ask or think. He sent his son into the world. Only him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. This act of deliverance against the Midianites is for the Lord and for Gideon. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. I will praise him. My father's God, I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. I just quoted the first worship song in Exodus 15. Application. Let us be a people who acknowledge our weakness. Because our weakness leads us to depend and trust in the Lord. Charles Spurgeon puts it better when he says, God does not need your strength. He has more than enough of power of his own. He asks for your weakness. He has none of that himself. And he is longing, therefore, to take your weakness and use it as the instrument in his own mighty hand. Will you not yield your weakness to him and receive his strength? Second, let us be a people who always look to Jesus as the source of strength in all the areas of life that we often feel weak. Let us Always continue pouring our hearts in adoration to him and praising him for he has delivered us from death to life. This grace of Christ is sufficient for us, for his power is made perfect in our weakness. Therefore, let us boast all the more gladly in our weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon us. Friends, listen. For when we are weak, then we are strong. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us. We acknowledge that we are weak, dependent on you, the source of strength. Lord, we are sinners, looking to you, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who died for our sins. Holy Spirit, help us to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which we have been called. We praise you and we give you all the thanks and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Please continue to worship with us.